Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. This is Eartha, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join me. Today, I have a little bit of a different topic I'd like to share with you. So we're not going to do any practice exercises or breathing. It's mostly about using something that we all have, but we're going to use it mindfully. Well, that could be anything, right? (laughs) Okay, well, brace yourself. Here we go. Oh, before I begin, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And to my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, thank you for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast available to my listeners everywhere they go. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a situation, and you think of some situation as well, about embarrassment. No one really goes out to be embarrassed. I mean, you know, this is something that usually happens spontaneously. And in the moment of embarrassment, how does it make you feel? Well, during our time together, I'm going to share a few situations that I was embarrassed. And so here we're talking about a lot of vulnerability. Me talking about being embarrassed on a public platform. I have a lot of trust in you guys. So I encourage you, as I'm talking about my situation, about being embarrassed and what we're learning from it, Maybe you can reflect on situations that you've been embarrassed and see how you can rewrite that narrative. Well, how does embarrassment play in to mindfulness? Now, I have to say, when a situation occurs and we're embarrassed, I think first response is usually, at least for me, I am not thinking about mindfulness. I am thinking about hiding in a cave. If I could find a hole to hide in, I just want to escape. And that's my initial, in my mind, I, that's what I want and I feel like doing when I'm embarrassed. Um, I could feel the inner size of my blood just getting hot. And I am aware that I may even, I mean, sometimes I may talk um, a little faster. Oftentimes I go silent because I'm looking for that hole to hide in. (laughs) 
And so being aware of our response to embarrassment, I think that's the first step. The next step is what do we do? What do we do in that situation? Well, here we go. Now we're going to bring in some mindfulness tactics. I'm getting a lot of my ideas and I'm kind of flexible with this idea because I'm kind of using my own uh, style, but I'm giving, I'm getting a lot of the ideas from positivepsychology.com. The way they introduce using mindfulness skills in, in, in a embarrassing situation is the use of humor. Now, oftentimes, I don't think, you know, we need a class, or maybe we do, on using humor because, you know, one may feel that it's kind of natural. But actually, if we use humor strategically, it could be very helpful, depending on the situation. The next thing I would like to mention as far as humor humor and coming from an a person me who's taught a lot of people over the years use humor very cautiously if you're going to use humor let it be on yourself and not at the expense of others and I think that's very important. I think it builds trust. I think it brings in a humane, a human point of view for the person and some humility. Humor has to be used very cautiously. In some situations where I might find it that humor may be helpful, knowing a situation for another person, the humor, the use of humor would be harmful. And so the next point I would like to stress is that not all situations are appropriate for humor because we're using, we're using um, this tool, humor, from our perspective. And so using a mindfulness eye and being aware that, you know, in a situation, maybe someone is embarrassed if, if they're hurt or traumatized or if uh, someone has been in some kind of a crisis or traumatic situ- situation, humor is probably not appropriate at that time. And if you have a strong skill of humor and you find it helpful for you to cope, I would recommend keeping that to yourself at that time and bringing a sense of loving kindness into the situation when it involves someone else to see how is the other person feeling, what can be helpful to the other person. And so 
it may be more helpful to offer assistance and saying, you know, how can I help you in this situation? Rather than using humor. Is that clear? Uh, I, I remember going through this kind of talk with um, some of the students I used to teach um, when I was teaching the hospital corpsmen in the Navy. And um, it, it just caused to build and strengthen a sensitivity when we're dealing with other people. Now, with that being said, let's move on regarding humor and mindfulness. As we dive into using humor and mindfulness, I thought of one other uh, point I'd like to just, just to say right now is just because someone is smiling or they're laughing or they're using humor, it doesn't always mean that they're happy. Sometimes when uh, someone is uncomfortable or if they're nervous or they don't know what to do and they're in the freeze uh, state of reacting to a situation, there's laughter, there may be humor, and you may not get the joke (laughs) because it may not be a joke because what they're really doing is trying to Um, adjust to a situation that they're not comfortable with. And so don't take it personal. And so you want to approach this situation in a non-harmful judgment approach that maybe this person is a little nervous. uh, They're adjusting to this embarrassing situation and recognize that Oh, you know, this person is really happy and, you know, they're dealing with everything okay. Maybe they are. But just keep that as a sticky note on the sideline that sometimes when people are smiling or they're laughing and telling jokes at a really embarrassing situation or a, or a time that's, that you may think that's inappropriate, uh, they're, they're trying to adjust. Okay. And so humor is a way of communicating. And oftentimes it's spontaneous and it helps helps us feel good. It lightens up a a situation. Oftentimes uh, I I love listening to uh, uh speakers and um instructors who bring in a little humor especially when the topic is really complicated or very, very uh, serious and a little bit of humor kind of lightens it up. And so why is that so important? Um, when a situation is so heavy or is, is so uh, complicated, sometimes a little bit of humor um, acts as a pause. You know, like when you're playing a me- uh, a um musical instrument and there's pauses in the in the music intentional pauses and the listener is able to kind of absorb the mood and and the beat of the music and i think humor can add to conversations the same way or oftentimes i think humor can even help a person understand 
uh, situations without a lot of complexities. And so that, that way human humor can be very, very helpful. Let me give you an example. And it's this example, and I'm sticking to the suggestions that I just shared, all these examples are going to be related to me in my life. Before I was blessed with children, I know that, you know, sometimes I go to the store or when I was traveling, I would see mothers, you know, they have children and the children are a little bit active and, you know, by the time they are finished shopping, everybody in the store knows the child's name. You know, they, they're they trying to get the child to come back to the cart or don't pull something off the shelf and where are you going? Come back here. We're going to the car. What are you doing? You know, as an outsider, I would, I would, uh, I would observe this. Um, oftentimes, I was also so glad that I wasn't in that situation. Well, then the time came when I became a mother, and it just seemed like the tables turned. You know, with my daughter, it was also, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? And it just struck me that I became that mommy. The mommy where, you know, people are slowing down and looking at you and smiling. And I would be so super sensitive. And inside I would be so embarrassed. When my son came along, now my son has ADHD. Oh, my goodness. It took it to another level. You know, because a lot of times what I found was he was very sensitive to a lot of stimuli, loud noises, a lot of activity, and he would just get turned on. I couldn't hide. I couldn't run. (laughs) But inside, I had to keep myself calm so that it wouldn't make him any more excited. And, you know, back in my mind's eye, I could tell. Now I've become that mommy where everyone knows the child's name. And I look at that situation now with a little bit of humor. Because what I learned was don't be so judgmental with other people. And be flexible. Because when we're flexible and we're not judgmental, You know, we allow people to grow. I mean, (laughs) this is only a situation. This too shall pass. And so I use a kind of a lighthearted humor when I look back at those memories and know that it it was just a phase. The next thing I would like to share is another example, really quick example, in using humor. Yesterday, I was uh, teaching my uh, kindergartner through third grade students. They are a very active bunch, and I love my students. They're so wonderful. So I'm teaching them about how to share their highs and their lows. And the highs mean, as I explained to my uh, students, okay, the highs mean what's the situation that made you feel really good? 
and the lows are you know, what was something that happened that was, you know, uh, kind of disappointing or, or uh, sad for you. Uh, this, you know, this one child stands up, she's in kindergarten, and she says, high means how high you can jump, and lows means how low you can go. And I just sit there with my mouth like, hmm, that's not what I said, but, <laughs> you know, the attention spans are very short. But uh, so whatever, so what, what happened was, and I experienced this before, one kindergartner starts, starts to get up and jump, and the rest of the children started to get up and jump, and she went down, and so did everybody else. They went down, and that was the highs and lows. And so what that taught me was, from her perspective, that was her interpretation of what she understood what I said. And so oftentimes people will respond according to their perspective, even a six-year-old. And so making it a game uh, for the children made it fun. And we readdressed highs and lows. And so again, to be flexible and to be mindful of others' perspectives. I hope these stories are gives you a little bit of an example of using a little humor and lighthearted thinking in these situations. I have one more. Our dog Snuggle, she passed away in June and we miss Snuggles so much. But I want to share a lesson. Um, a few years ago, Snuggles used to love to visit the neighbor's yard so she would squeeze underneath the fence and she's about a she was about a 45 pound dog she's mixed breed and uh, she would go and just sniff around and she was very curious and so one day it was time to I don't know take my daughter just to a swim class or something and we looked in the backyard and Snuggles was not there I automatically knew she must be she must be in the uh, next door neighbor's backyard and so we were peeking through the fence, me and my daughter. And we saw Snuggles. There she was in the neighbor's backyard. Snuggles, what are you doing over there? I'm shouting through the fence. She comes to the fence and she's sniffing. But then I see some things on her face. My daughter's like, Mommy, what's that stuff on Snuggles' face? Immediately when I saw a little bit more through the crack, of the fence, they were porcupine quills. <laughs> I had no idea. It's like I went through a whoa, she has porcupine quills in her face. Wow. Now, the most embarrassing situation was I had to go to the next door neighbor, get asked me, May I get my dog out of your yard? And my children were small. And so keeping a sense of calmness was really, really hard because in my mind, I wanted to say, wow, look at your face. Oh, my goodness. But on the outside, I, you know, told the children, it's like, whoa, Snuggles has a porcupine beard. Okay. So we had to take care of that through the pet emergency room. And that's a different story in itself. But to keep things like in an emergency situation or a stressful situation, bringing in a little humor, bringing in a little bit of lightheartedness kind of helped us get to where we needed to be 
so that the professionals could take care of snuggles. So those are some situations as far as using humor um, and lightheartedness to get us through embarrassing and stressful situations. I hope that you maybe this was helpful for maybe you to think of and kind of reminisce about certain situations where you used humor. Well, thank you so much for spending a few moments with me, and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Have a great day. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.